Hello, friends. I've been discussing the first stanzas of the Bhagavad Gita in chapter one, and I've been pointing out that these these different chieftains mentioned in chapter one are not a normal catalog of warriors. Each warrior is a distinct quality. And in my translation in this particular version of the Bhagavad Gita, the uh, explanation of each of them appears after each word. So behold, and I will read the explanation with the word, behold too, drishtaketu, the inner power of resistance to temptation, which is the yamas of Patanjali. And I'll go on to explain the system of Patanjali. Many people think it's his system, but uh, it's not. He, the, the teachings of Patanjali are that they're, uh, they call it the eightfold path or eight-limbed path. It's really the path, the stages that everybody, whether you be a Christian, a Muslim, a Buddhist, it doesn't matter. Whatever your religious path may be, you must follow these ways if you want to achieve the goal of spiritual enlightenment. And so the first two are the yamas, means the controls, the things you should not do, and the niyamas, the things you should do. And among the yamas are... Um, uh, you shouldn't be involved in uh, anger or pride or all those things. And the positive side is you should be involved in uh, cleanliness and respectfulness and devotion. I'm not mentioning them exactly because that's not the focus of my mind right now. But the yamas are the first thing. You've got to withdraw from the world. You've got to say that this doesn't involve me before we really seriously get involved with something else. That's why renunciation is a very good path to follow. Whether you be married or single, always seek the, don't seek your fulfillment in this world. Tell yourself that this world is a sham. Sooner or later, it never keeps its promises. Every hope is dashed in the end. The basis of the universe, its basis, God, when he, God created the universe on the principle of dvaita or duality. It was like an ocean which was without movement. When the movement began, it was waves going up and down. As uh, it says in the uh, book of Genesis, and God uh, breathed on the waters. This is a very valid symbol or uh, allegory, whichever metaphor, that uh, whenever there is a rising wave, there has to be a depressed wave. No matter how high a wave may be, there will always be a compensating depression. It cannot uh, change the level of the ocean. I was in Hilo on the island of uh, Kauai many years ago of, uh, of uh, um, Oahu. And uh, I was told that when they had that, that big tsunami, First of all, the wave went out, and all the people saw all these mussels and shells and so on. They went out gleefully picking all these little things, thinking that finally we can get all this bounty. Then suddenly the wave came crashing in and killed them all. So whenever there's a down, there will be an up. Whenever there's an up, there's a, a down. And in this world, everything is based on that principle of dvaita, so that every pleasure that you have has to be compensated for by a displeasure. Every 
Happiness will be compensated for by a certain amount of unhappiness. The nature of this world, you can't avoid it. It's, if you observe a little with a little bit of care, you will see that this is always the case. And then you will re be ready to practice this, this uh, um, yama of withdrawal from everything, of not wanting to involve yourself in those things which will take you into higher and higher waves because they will always lead to their corresponding depressions. I had a very amusing and interesting experience that way years ago because I, I uh, had always dreamed of having a motorhome and going around the country and lecturing and living in this motorhome and keeping my little ashram, my spiritual center with me all the time. And uh, I was so happy finally to get this thing that I surrendered myself to my complete glee and I sat back and laughed and laughed and I knew I'd have to pay the penalty and I thought, well, let's see what it is. When you don't have many thwarting cross currents of ego, these things get paid off much more quickly. And uh, I was waiting to see what would happen. Well, that same evening, uh, the driver was uh, parked in a Safeway parking lot and went back to the to the refrigerator to get something. He didn't see that the, the motorhome was in gear. And it was moving very, very slowly. We couldn't even feel its movement. I was perched on one knee and one foot, reaching up into a cupboard, cupboard above the bed. And all of a sudden, it struck the side of the supermarket. It didn't hurt the supermarket. It didn't hurt the uh, motorhome either. But it threw me on the floor and broke a finger. And I laughed just as hard. When that happened, I realized that this is the law, and I knew it would happen. And I'm so pleased to see it working, because it does work. Any hope will be followed by a disappointment. Every success will be followed by a failure. Every fulfillment by a, uh, a grief. You can't get away from it. So remember that if you are looking for peace of mind and happiness, and without peace, it says in the Gita, to the peaceless person, how is happiness possible? It isn't. Peace is the very basis of having happiness. I've made peace my bottom line all my life, so I'll never let anything get my go to peace, you might say. Anyway, the, um, the, <clears throat> the, the yamas, the non-control, or the control rather, Try always, whatever you do, whatever you enjoy, always have a little part of your mind withdrawn so that you're watching yourself. Watching yourself enjoying these things, but don't get completely involved. Bit by bit, you'll find it's more and more easy. It doesn't mean that you become uh, sort of a wooden uh, Indian outside a store. It doesn't mean that. But you enjoy the world always from inside. I used to notice in my guru how he could enjoy everything, but I would look into his eyes and I would see he was always, it was the inner self that he was enjoying. But a good joke, good company, fun times, these are not debarred from you. The important thing is to enjoy things with the joy of God, not to enjoy them for their own sake. This is essential on the spiritual path. And so in the quality that we've read here, the inner power of resistance to temptation. But that resistance, then the temptation itself is not the usual kind of thing, I've got to have a drink or all, all those things. It means rather anything 
that tempts you out of yourself. Finally, the path is not, not for children. There's a lot of hard work to be done and you have to reach the point where you don't need anything to be happy in yourself. Well, Chekitana is the next one, varied spiritual memories. And these are very important. There was a, uh, it often happens on the path that if a person goes a certain distance and then falls from that, those memories will be there to push him on in his next life. So that, um, uh, this is one of the beautiful things it says later in the Gita, when Arjuna says, well, what happens to the yogi who falls from his ideals? And Krishna says, no, there's never a fall. The yogi who has gotten, gone back to the world and left his spiritual practices still has the good karma of those practices. He may be born into a well-to-do home and uh, be able to satisfy his desires more quickly. And those things will burgeon again in time and uh, bring him back to the path. But your inner tendencies are your greatest strength. And even don't ever be afraid of, going, of coming onto the path because even if you fail, every step forward will be a permanent gain. Remember that. It takes very good karma to know God, to love God, to want to know Him. I'll go into that one again too, but for now, God bless you. Joy to you.